it's Micro Monday again, the weekly microcast where we get to know members of the Micro.blog community. I'm Jean McDonald, Community Manager at Micro.blog, and I'm really happy today to welcome Halstead Bernard, who is C-Noir, that's C-Y-G-N-O-I-R, on Micro.blog. Hi, Halstead. Welcome to the podcast. How are you doing? Hi, Jean. Thanks for having me. I'm great today. I'm really excited to be here. Me too. I'm really excited to talk to you. I've been following you for quite a while, and you do a lot of interesting things, which I am looking forward to hearing more about, and I'm sure the listeners are as well. So why don't we start off with you telling us a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I'm I'm a librarian. And I'm a library manager in a public library just outside of Portland, Oregon. Mm -hmm. And I also write mostly speculative fiction, but some nonfiction. And I'm an avid reader. And I have tons of other interests (laughs) that I microblog about, like gaming and linguistics and virtual reality and fountain pens and cooking. And I I could be here all day rattling them all off. But I have a lot. Um, my husband and I live in Portland um, with our 21-year-old cats then. Oh, kitty cats. Yeah. They're nice. Cats, I think, are, it's hard to say if cats or dogs are the official pet of Portland, but um, it depends, I guess, who you are. <laughs> I think it's dogs from the number of dogs I see when I'm out and about. But yeah. I'm I'm both a cat person and a dog person, so I'm happy with that. Yeah, me too. Well, you don't see all the cats because they're hiding from you. Yeah, dogs true. are not smart enough to hide. Um, <laughs> no, I take that back. I love dogs. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Let's get on with this podcast before I get dog hate mail. No. Um, <laughs> well, tell me about when you like. Um, when you first heard about Microdot.blog and what made you want to join in on the fun that we have there? Sure. So I think I've narrowed it down to sometime this past January. I was looking at Bell Cooper's Twitter because um, Bell and Josh Sharp make this amazing quantified self site called Exist that I've used for years. Mm. And I'm really, really into Exist. I'm, I love quantified self stuff. I probably should have rattled that off with my interests. <laughs> um, but I, I just love Bell's Twitter presence as well. She also tweets about, or she has tweeted in the past about planners. Um, and I I'm a stationary fan and a planner fan, so I was probably either looking for planner pictures or information about Exist, and she tweeted about setting up a microblog, and I had not heard the word microblog before, and I, when I hear a word that I haven't heard before, it's, it's either the librarian part <laughs> of my brain or it's the writer part of my brain that I immediately have to know what that word means. So I clicked on her microblog link, and it took me to a micro.blog, and I immediately got sucked in. I mean, it was just so compelling how easy it was to set up and Mm -hmm. how welcoming everyone in the community was when I had any questions at all, either just posting directly to micro.blog or in the Slack channels. I got an immediate response, or I sent you and Manton some emails as well. Yeah. Um, and everyone was just so helpful and so welcoming. And for someone who is tech adjacent, 
So I'm not particularly, I mean, I'm tech knowledgeable and I'm sure that the people in my life would call me tech savvy, but I'm really tech adjacent. Um, I, I didn't expect such a warm welcome from so many seemingly techie people because mm-hmm. I've definitely been in communities before, online communities in which it was predominantly tech focused or a bunch of tech folks mm-hmm. populating it and I haven't always felt as welcome. So I was very impressed with how welcoming it was and how easy it was to get started. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. I'm really glad to hear that because, um, you know, I like that too. And, um, uh, you know, I have experienced what you describe of coming from that other side of the internet where people are either not helpful or actively dismissive. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Um, and we try not to, um, you know, we don't do that. And we try to, we try to foster a community where that's not, um, you know, that's not cool <laughs> to be exactly. dismissive. Yeah. Um, but, uh, well, that's, that's really neat. So now did you have a blog at the time before you um, jumped into micro.blog? I did. I've had a website in some form or another since 1996. Mm. Um, I've been very passionate about the web since I first discovered there was such a thing as the web. And um, starting in, I think, May of 1998, I started what was then called an online journal. Mm-hmm. And um, all of those entries from the various platforms I've tried, Live Journal, Gray Matter, Movable Type, WordPress, Homegrown Stuff, um, there. All of those posts are still archived at my website at cnoir.net. Wow. So that's about 3,000 posts. <laughs> um, I, I should go back and reclassify or categorize some of them as a good librarian, but I just I don't have the heart at this point, but someday <laughs> I will. And I do still post there from time to time. I um, most recently did a Project 365 of kind of a photo blogging concept uh-huh. that I really enjoyed doing. Generally, I save that for longer form posts, and I'm not quite sure why. And I would really mm-hmm. love to be able to integrate my microblog into my website proper, mm-hmm. but I haven't figured out how to do that to my satisfaction yet. I know that there are ways to do it, and yeah. I haven't. I just haven't figured out the way that that works the best for me yet. Yeah, no, I understand. I mean, I I go through it myself too. <laughs> like <laughs> I did. Um, I I had. Um, I had a website like, you know, that I sort of, it was a web journal of my own creation when I was traveling um, back in 2001. And I never, you know, I still have, that's still available somewhere, but not really easily accessible. And I should make that um, accessible because it's kind of, kind of cool from when I was teaching web design in uh, West Africa. But I have start at WordPress sites. I have tried a lot of different ways to uh, blog, as it were. Um, and I am definitely one of those people who Twitter became a kind of um, substitute for blogging. And I, I sure. kind of dropped out of being that interested in setting up something that was harder than that. So I do like that micro.blog is easy. Now, one of the things that I was really interested in um and I mentioned this when I emailed you about coming on today, so I hope you want to talk about it, but that you had <laughs> set up um, a hangout with Serena in Melbourne uh, to 
journal together at the same time. And uh, I'm curious about how that how that got going and, and how it went. Oh, yes. I'm totally happy to talk about that. So I started following Serena, I think, because she posted either something about books, games, or stationery and planners, <laughs> or maybe all three. I just said, that's my kind of person right there. And I posted to Microdot blog, I think in early July, I had a friend visiting who also likes to write in an offline journal longhand and kind of paste in mementos. And it's not quite scrapbooking, but it's mm-hmm. uh, just the creative use of ephemera and writing and typography. And he's an excellent calligraphist, so that as well. And so in the mornings before we would get going with the sightseeing portion of the trip, he and I would just sit across from the dining room table from each other and have a cup of tea and journal. And it was such an amazing, relaxing way to start each morning. And I posted about it. And Serena said, oh, I did something similar where we did a Google Hangout for scrapbooking, and I really like that. I wonder if we could get something like that going for Microdot blog folks. And so we tried it, and we had a Google Hangout, mm-hmm. and it was it ended up just being the two of us. And we honestly didn't get a whole lot of journaling done because we were just talking. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> we were just like, oh, and this and this. And I was so curious about her life. I knew almost mm-hmm. nothing about her day-to-day life or what drew her to micro.blog. We talked about that. We talked about some of her time living abroad. I've also lived abroad. You've lived abroad. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's fascinating to me. One of my interests being linguistics and sociolinguistics. I love speaking with people. I love speaking with people who are also speaking English, but who have not non-standard English or American English, not American English. And so because I'm always collecting phrases and and words that people use in different cultures. And so just from that aspect to speak to someone from Melbourne was fascinating. So it was just a wonderful time. We spent about an hour together and we vowed that we would try it again after she's back from her trip. So Mm -hmm. I'm think that we could definitely make this a regular occurrence for the micro.blog community. I think it's really wonderful. Because I work in a public library, I feel very passionate about places that people are that aren't work or home. Mm -hmm. So the third space concept and places where people can share and join each other in community that aren't necessarily traditional or what we think about. And I think creating that virtual space where people can be, the pressure isn't to be clever or to talk mm-hmm. or to answer questions or anything. It's really to just share a creative moment with other people who are doing the same thing. I can, I think that can be very interesting and inspirational. So I hope we do it again. <laughs> uh, that sounds really cool. And I do believe there are some other people who are interested, you know, in, in checking this out with you too. And I should say Serena, who is Viche on micro.blog. Um, that's V-I-S-H-A-E, um, in case people want to follow her as well. Um, I I did a micro.blog interview with her. She was one of the first batch of people I talked to. And yes, I could have talked to her for an hour easily. <laughs> I, I think I did. In fact, now that I think about it, I think I had to edit that one quite a bit. <laughs> 
to make it into the more micro side of the spectrum um, for the microcast. But yeah, she has a lot of really interesting things going on. We'll figure out a way to make sure more people know about it. Um, but it sounds like this kind of thing too, where you start with a couple people and you sort of slowly add on. You don't want a hundred people showing up <laughs> on day one. Well, exactly. And I think, and I appreciate that you also posted about it so that people who follow you but don't follow me or Serena saw it. And I think that I could have done a better job marketing it initially. And mm-hmm. I also, I didn't know what it was going to become that first day. Yeah. So I wanted to just kind of see if organically, if we attracted people or just each other, um, that it really worked with, really clicked with. And I think that we did. So the next one, we'll definitely be talking about more and and bothering people about more. And I have (laughs) already people who have responded to me and said that they would be interested in participating in the next one. And I've collected all of their names into a little note. So I know to let them know about Uh, the next one. Oh, good. Well, that sounds really cool. Well, besides finding people who are paper and pen obsessed, what are some ways that you are are using your micro blog account? So I'm using it like I used to use Twitter before I got profoundly bad at using Twitter. And I'm blaming myself and not the platform for that because I I really struggle with saying what I want to say without obsessing over how it will be received. Mm-hmm. So with Twitter's retweets and likes, I've gotten really wrapped up in whether or not something I wrote or a photo I took or an article I liked was good enough to add to my followers' timelines. So again, not saying that Twitter is in itself is inherently bad. It's certainly problematic as we've seen. Um, but it's still somewhere where I can find people creating and sharing incredible things. It's where my husband, Funky Plaid, shares insights <laughs> from his historical research. It's where my friend Shark Sketchbook shares her awesome artwork. And and it's just a wonderful place to see what other people are creating and, and connect with them. But it's no longer where I share what matters to me. So I've moved all of that to micro.blog. And I'm I'm really glad that I have. The community is outstanding. I already talked about how thoroughly I was welcomed when I joined, even before I shared much of anything, which Mm -hmm. made me feel like a person and not a product, not a collection of hashtags or what I'm interested in or what I'm about or what Mm -hmm. I can do for someone else. It just keeps getting better, in my opinion. We have civil discourse on a wide variety of topics. We share our love of stationery, which is important (laughs) to me. We support each other through rough times. We make mistakes. We learn and we grow from it. It's just, I think it's a really amazing place to be online right now. And I love the fact that there are no follower counts and no retweets and no visible (laughs) likes to rack up. And if I want to agree or disagree with someone or I want to ask questions or raise concerns, I have to engage directly. Yeah. So that's teaching me. I'm relearning how to be a thoughtful conversationalist. And I think I really lost that in my use of social media over the past 10 years. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's a... That's an incredible insight. I agree with that notion that you outlined so eloquently that without the follower counts and likes and retweets, we can stop worrying about whether something is worth putting out there in the eyes of our followers. Uh, well, before we wrap this up, is there anything else you'd like to 
add, I mean, to that or talk about your cat or libraries and, you know, and we could go on. I haven't talked to a librarian like this in a long time. So part of me just wants to ask you a hundred questions about the library, but that's a different podcast. <laughs> I would love to talk about libraries with you, Jean, anytime, <laughs> any day, anywhere. Um, I would like to give folks a Zen update because people have been so lovely asking after her. She has had some health issues lately. Mm-hmm. She is doing great. She's about to turn 21 and a half And she is showing very few signs of slowing down. So I'm hoping that she'll stay with us for another 21 years. Maybe not. Uh, But (laughs) she's doing great. And um, just on the librarian note, I would like to say that I have the distinct privilege of being the fantasy and science fiction subject selector from my public library. So if you have any fantasy and science fiction books that you have read lately that you want to send my way recommendations, please do. And I love reading fantasy and science fiction. So (laughs) I'm open to them as well. But please send them my way. Wow. Well, your timeline's going to get some hits, I think, (laughs) from our community. (laughs) That's really cool. Well, thanks again so much for being here uh, to chit chat with me, Halstead. Thank you so much for having me, Jean. This has been a pleasure to speak with you, and I love being a part of the community. And thank you for being such a great community manager as well. Oh, thanks so much. If you want to follow Halstead on micro.blog, there's a link in the show notes, or you can go to micro.blog slash noir, which again is C-Y-G-N-O-I-R. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you next week. Bye.